I'm Andy. I'm one of the midwives. I'm Jaylynn, the other half of Holistic Heritage Homebirth, and welcome to Midwife Monday. Hope everyone had a good weekend. I had a nice weekend. You did? I had sex twice. Whoop, whoop. That's a good weekend. Yeah. Did I? Yes. Good. I did. <laughs> Hopefully my kids are listening as they're homeschooling virtually. Your mother has sex. Your mother So does your father. Sex. Look at yes. him now and make him uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, so it's a good weekend. It is a good weekend. No, but I had a good weekend just in general. We got to eight, 18,000 18, followers. followers. That seems ridiculous. It, it, what makes it so cool to me is you can pay for that. You know, you can go on all the little things and figure out how to create followers and views and likes completely organic. Yes. This is just people seeking information, which tells us something. Right. It's really word of mouth. Most of our most of our followings have come from word of mouth. Yeah. We got people, y'all thank you for all your support. We've mm-hmm. got people from all over the world. That's what really blows me away. I had somebody because uh, I posted a picture of uh, my graduation picture and she congratulated me in other languages. Yeah, I saw Yay! that. That was really cute. Special. Yes. So hi Hannah. Um so, yeah, that was cool. We went out to dinner and celebrated my father-in-law's birthday last night. We went to Trulux. I don't know if you guys have been to Trulux. So it's good. Free advertisement, I guess. Yeah, it was really delicious. It is some really good food. It's fancy-smancy. Yeah. Well, they're too fancy. Well, you can't wear tore-up jeans in a tank My top. daughter did. Well, that's Bridget. And she can do anything <laughs> she wants because she rocks the world. She had her little torn jeans and halter top kind of thing. She did look cute, but she always yeah, she did cute. walk in the door wearing that. No, we had a really good dinner. Delish. They have lobster from South Africa. I didn't know Is there was a different. different well, it was super sweet mm. and super tender. Like usually, I don't like a lot of lobster. I don't like. It's, it's got a chew. Right? It's too chewy, but mm-hmm. it more had the texture of. Um, Crab legs is good stuff. Crab legs. Crab leg texture doesn't yeah. bother me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. okay. Um, so, we just recently had an image that I did not create. Um, a doula created it. Somebody sent it to me. I finally figured out who the original poster was, and we credited her. But it went a little um, crazy, yeah. and people liked it. Yeah. So, we thought we would talk about pretty much birth etiquette, um, how to be in someone's birth space, um, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Um, I think it's a good conversation, and this doesn't mean at home. This is any space. Any space. And um, first, I want to say I did this twenty years ago, but I was I did it just to be an asshole because people all wanted to be in the room and they couldn't be because I was in the hospital. So I put rules. I literally wrote rules and I saved them there in my son's baby books. And it was like, don't chew. Don't if it's not funny, it's not like if I'm not laughing, it's not funny. Don't chew near me. Don't eat near me. Don't like it was more like don't, don't, don't. It was so mean. Uh, so I did the uh, birth etiquette. I had to, literally a front door. Don't walk in this space and be smacking. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I want to say is the word, I use it too, and it's thrown around all the time. It's called, you know, we say create a safe space. We kind of need to get rid of that because we're only human, right? And so often um, we do human things and we can't always guarantee perfection because we're just women. Um, but what we can do is a safer space. 
I like I that think word. That means I don't think safe space means perfection. I think it means a place where you feel comfortable, that you feel respected at. I agree with that. So, so I guess it just how you're interpreting that what that would mean. That's it's, how I would. It's interpret an it. interpretation because I saw a whole string of like 800 million comments on another place where people are like, "I was guaranteed and I was promised a safe space and I didn't feel safe." Um, well, nobody can do that. Nobody can guarantee that you won't be triggered. That everything's going to be 100% perfect and you won't have anything that you don't like. So it's really like, it's a safer space. That's what everybody's calling for now, to change the language of safe space to safer space. So I just put that out there just to say uh, we're only human. Right. And I feel like, well, I think that's kind of the issue. When we're, we're talking semantics on language, and this is maybe off subject, but... Um, yeah, it's really the intent behind what you're saying, right? So, I mean, to say safer is better than safe. I mean, safe doesn't mean perfection. And we shouldn't be expecting perfection from each other, right? We are all just human beings doing the best that we can in this world. And 99% of the time, none of us mean ill will to anyone. Right. At all, ever. So if somebody makes a mistake in your presence or they say something stupid, which I've been known to say Me stupid too. things, um, then it's not out of malice or meanness. It's just out of maybe a moment of thoughtlessness. And we're all guilty of it. Or a moment of personal bias that we didn't check. Or a moment of, I mean, what exhaustion, whatever it is. Right. right? But it's not, um, no one's out to get you. I, I don't, I don't think so anyway. Well, we're I not. Think, I think that the best of most people, whoops. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Turn it up. Don't touch it. <laughs> uh, so when we're talking about creating a birth space, one of the best things we need to do is communicate, right? And mm -hmm. what I love about your list, and I've seen it in other homes when we go in, I just love it when people put the list up. Like, this is exactly what I want. And assigning jobs is amazing because sometimes people don't know what to do in your space. So if you put up a nice little list of what you like and don't like and have like a job assigned for people that are going to be there, then that makes everyone else know that they have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And communicating it before the day is nice. Like, yes. I had, everybody in my space had a job. You're not here to just observe me like a caged animal. You're here to participate. Um, so some of them were on laundry. Some of them were on my kids. Some of them were whatever, on video duty, on camera duty. They all had a duty. I had duty. Um, that way they weren't there and just annoying me. Because they want to be doing something, and when they don't know what to do, they typically do something annoying. Is it true? Yeah. <laughs> like my brother was feeding me yogurt the whole time. I'm transitioning. He's got a spoon. <laughs> and, and he's topless. I'm like, no. <laughs> Get out of my face. The damn yogurt. I'm the only one that gets to be naked. Go put clothes on. He literally is in his boxers my whole birth. All my whole birth video and everything. <laughs> Why? Because he looks good in his underwear, I guess. I don't know. He thinks he's Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> kind of looks like him a little bit. Uh, we digress. So the number one thing we should be doing is communicating what it is we want. And I think sometimes as women, um, we're kind of taught to, because we're the caregivers, and we sometimes we have a hard time telling people what we want and being specific about it. It is, okay, this is your birthday. Yeah. You should have exactly what you want. 
and you hopefully you're feeling safe enough to say exactly what you want so own it say no i don't want you in my space i do want you if you're in my space this is what i would like from you these are the things that are going to help me the most and you should have them mm -hmm. and we have not perfected the mind reading game no so if you don't tell us we don't know yeah and neither do your loved ones right and you don't even know especially if this is your first birth you don't even know what you want until you're in it. And then you're like, oh, I thought I was going to like that, but I hate that. Mm -hmm. Then you just speak up, girl. And that's I okay. hate it. And sometimes you can't communicate in full sentences. No and stop are communicating. Yes, they are. Yeah. Or even a touch here. Even a face. <laughs> that's communicating. Yeah. <laughs> in the birth we had recently, uh, I wonder if she's going to listen. I'm not going to say any names, but it cracked me up to know. And her husband had flip-flops on. And when he would walk, they go. Well, that's annoying even when you're not and in labor. And then she gives him the look of death. I went, oh, she's giving you the look. <laughs> and I wasn't sure at the moment what it was for. And then next thing I know, she's like, take your shoes off. <laughs> yeah, just say it. Say, take your damn shoes off. <laughs> Just tell us what it is you want. So communication, that's that's key. The other thing I want to say is, like, these are these are rules of, like, good etiquette, but also these are, are generalized rules. These might not be for you because we need to meet people where they're at. So yes. that's the first rule of etiquette. Meet people where they're at. Maybe they want it to be loud. Maybe they want it to be quiet. And we may not like it that way, but it doesn't matter what we like. It's what they like. So if they want a giant party, bring the balloons. We're having a party. Right. If they want a romantic, intimate, two-person birth, let's turn on music and do this intimate stuff. Right? Right. Um, so checking your bias at what you think is the right etiquette for birth and really just acknowledging what they feel is the right etiquette for birth, which full circles to communication. Right. And now that we are in some wackadoodle times, y'all technical terms, wackadoodle. So you may not be able to have the, the people you want at your birth. And that's whether you're at a birth center or at a hospital, because I think the birth centers are limiting, mm -hmm. limiting too. Um, so um, try to keep your expectations realistic. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. And this won't be forever. Um, so on that little piece of paper, entering the birth space quietly. Yeah. That's really important, no matter who you are. Um, whether you're a family member, the birth assistant, the midwife, OB, you know, um, I remember in my hospital birth, just knock, knock, door open, light flipped on. That's not the way you enter mm -hmm. a sacred space. You don't know what's going on. She may be right in the middle of a surge. Um, you want to enter quietly and just observe for a minute. You don't know the space yet. And to help people remember that, you can even have some signs made for your hospital room or the birth center. Please enter room quietly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or on that little curtain. Just have them hanging on. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Um, that, staying in that, like, quiet zone. If somebody is in the middle of a wave, that is not the time to talk to them. First yeah. off, they don't want to hear your voice unless it's calming and soothing and encouraging to them. Um, and they want that. But it's not the time to be talking amongst each other. Be quiet. Yes. Oh, you could print off like the thing Silence and Golden and like have a whole theme of a movie. Red carpet, the whole thing. Silent movie. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Be quiet. That's that's a key thing. Um, do not argue or debate with the birthing person. I think that's a really good plan. Um, 
And again, that's part of hopefully, hopefully you've communicated before about what your needs and wants are. Um, but if she says no, especially if she's having that surge and you've already interrupted her while she's having her surge and she's like, no, giving you the look of death, shut it. It's not the time to have a conversation about it. Um, and that's where the birth partner and the doula comes in, right? So that's who you want to be your arguing for you, who wants to debate. If a nurse comes in and they're trying to talk to you, then your doula, your birth partner needs to say, shh, you can talk to me outside. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to talk to they're her. They're working too hard to have a conversation with you, and they need to conserve their energy. They don't need to be fighting. Right. Yeah, so that could be something that you guys talk about beforehand. Whoever's there with you is going to be the one that's answering those questions. You already know your plan. You guys have discussed it. So your birth partner can actually be that advocate for you and say, no, you can ask me, and then we'll we'll have a discussion. But don't ask the birthing person. And staying on that, the next one is just no is a complete sentence. That's about yes. communication. We don't need follow-up. No. And you don't that's have it. to tell us why. No, because no is no. That's it. No. No. And I, that should be respected under all circumstances, yeah. no matter what. No is no. No. No, I don't want a cervical go down. No, you can't take my blood pressure in this moment. No, I don't want you to listen to my baby in this moment. Those are fine. No, I'd like you to stand over there in the corner. And even and this. Me. If you can't verbalize no, that just means wait a second so I can tell you no in a minute. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yeah. Um, and I love this one. Ask for consent every single time. Yes. Can I touch? Can I listen to your baby? Is now a good time to talk? Every single time it's a discuss. It's it is not. Oh well, you know. I listened to her baby thirty minutes ago and she said yes. So now I can just do it again. No. No, exactly. And that's again another sign you can put in your room, uh, right by the computer for the nurses. Please ask before you touch me. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's rude. That's just communicating. Yeah. I don't think it's rude either, um, because they don't own you. We don't own you. No midwife owns you. And I've seen this in the midwife community, too, where they just like, well, this I'm in charge, and we're going to do this. No, it's permission mm-hmm. all the time. And when I used to work in the hospital, we used to put the cuff on and leave it where you were, like, tied to the machine because it would go off every 30 minutes. You do not have to be tied to the machine. Is it annoying for the nurse to have to come in every 30 minutes and put it back on? Yeah, but too bad. Yeah. If that's uncomfortable and it's making it hard for you to be mobile or it's bothering your arm and not letting you work and focus, take it off. And when they say, oh, you really have to keep that on. No, I don't. Yeah, someone was telling me a story how um, she was in bed and the monitor would only listen to her in one position. And that's a position she stayed for like eight hours of her labor. It was horrible. So, of course, she got an epidural because it was horrible. Well, no, we're not there to make their life easier. You paid for that room, about $2,500 a day, mind you. Uh, No, they're making your life easier. I mean, that's how we need to own it when we go in there. Because you're not sick, right? You're paying for a service, and that's it. Yeah, and it's not like we need to go in ready for a battle and be rude and fighting and already ready to be angry about it. But what we need to do is flip it that... Oh, I hope that I get a good nurse. I hope that they do this and this. Don't hope it, expect it. Because that's the reality. Right. So when we change it from a desire to an expectation, this is a human right. This is not, this is not something you should hope for or fantasize. Oh, I just, I 
I had the best nurse. It was so, she just happened to be there. No, that's the way everybody should be treating it. Right. And I think if we set up our expectations up front and say, hey, look, here's my, your birth partner's going to say, hey, this is what my wife wants. I want her to, we want you to talk to me. This is, this is our birth plan. And if that nurse isn't on board and willing to work with you on your nurse, nurse, that's birth. a word. <laughs> On your birth plan, then ask for a different nurse. Say, oh, you're just not going to, I feel like we're not a good fit. You don't have to be mean about it. I, I don't feel like we're a good fit. We prefer somebody different. Yep. And if they're butt hurt, too bad. Right. Ask to talk with the charge nurse. We need to talk with the charge nurse. And you can tell her, look, that's not a good fit for us. We need somebody different. Because here's the reality. In the hundreds of births I caught, I probably remember five or six of them, like vividly. That nurse is not going to remember you in two days. You are going to remember your birth for the rest of your life. Mm, good point. So um, don't abuse your authority. This is for providers. So if you're a provider out there and you're listening, or if you have a provider who does this, they cannot say, well, I'm your doctor and I'm telling you this. And yeah. I am your midwife and I recommend that we do a cervical exam right now. I don't want to. It doesn't matter. They don't have authority over you. Really, mm -hmm. that's what we should say. There is this like perceived um, hierarchy because whatever, they're supposed to be caring for you or they have initials that are better than, than your initials. That's all baloney. It's all baloney. Nobody is your authority. You okay. are the authority. Right. And they, um, you know you better than anyone else, right? So your midwife doesn't know you better. Your, even your husband, your partner, your doctor, you know your body. So trust your instincts. If you feel everything's okay, then it's probably okay. Um, so you have to trust your instincts mm -hmm. on it. And, and I know that's hard. It's so hard. It's because, really difficult. Because people have taught us to be scared and to not trust our instincts. We have to get back to that place where we do. Um, the other thing is... No private conversations. This is not about you catching up with work and doing emails and having the flashing light of your phone or posting on Facebook mm -hmm. how they're, the person's doing. Get off your phone. Turn off the TV. I don't care what soccer game's on. I don't care if it's the Super Bowl. Turn the TV off and focus on the person who needs you in the room. If you can't focus on the person who needs you in the room and you need to have conversations with the other people, get the hell out and go have conversations somewhere else. Because you're not there to support them. And they don't appreciate it. I don't care what they say. Nobody wants other people laughing and talking while they're trying to focus. It feels, um, it's like stripping. It feel, I don't know the right word. Yeah. It's not a good feeling. It's not. And it's not really honoring what's going on. This is a momentous occasion. It doesn't matter if it's your first baby or your 31st baby. It's still that baby's first journey into the world. And let's respect that space and let's respect that baby's journey and what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. It's a special Unless moment. Unless they've told you. Turn the soccer game on. Turn the soccer game on. Because that gives I me watch peace. It. Yeah. Yeah. I know that he will stop bothering me if he's watching the game and that's where his is so then I don't have to worry about him. That's where checking our biases. To me, it's yeah. like honor the room. But for the birthing person, um, that may not be what they want. So check your bias. Go back to flexibility. But typically, don't be carrying sidebar mm -hmm. conversations about malarkey that you happen other times. Oh, this is a good one. Do not, do not rush birth. 
Yeah, sometimes it's really hard for um, the support people around you, right? They're having a hard time watching you labor because they want to make it better for you. They see you're working really hard and and they just want it to be over for you. Um, and we all just need to take a step back and be patient and let your journey be what it needs to be. I promise you nobody stays in labor forever. You're going to have a baby and everyone around you needs just to be patient and not think something's wrong because it's not on their timeline. Because that happens with everyone. That's not just for physicians or nurses. It's mothers, aunts, cousins, nieces, nephews, husbands, spouses, partners. It doesn't matter. We all get that feeling. Like, we even do it sometimes. Yeah. We're guilty of it like... Where you get tired or whatever, and we want to say, what can we do? What can we do? Well, we can sit on our hands. Right. We have to really be patient and support that space and support that journey and let it be what it needs to be. Yeah. Probably um, the hardest thing of all. I think so, Patience. too. It is really difficult. And the last thing I wanted to talk about is, like, after the baby's born. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, and this is an, an etiquette for after the baby's born. You've got families and loved ones that are so excited about that baby and everybody everybody wants to hold the baby but that's not the best thing for the baby this baby has been in the bubble it's been inside you only knows you knows your knows your husband's voice knows other kids voice that are in the house but really that baby only knows you so to to give in to everybody else's excitement to hold your baby when your baby doesn't know anyone else I don't think that's right it is okay to be selfish with your baby. No, I'm going to keep my baby with me. Your baby skin to skin with you is beautiful. It's going to regulate their respirations, their temperature, their heart rate, their anxiety level. This is all new to them. So them being next to you skin to skin and you smelling your baby, getting all that beautiful love hormone, all that oxytocin, it's going to decrease postpartum depression. It's going to decrease your... Um, it's going to increase your milk supply. It's going to keep everybody and calm. And it's going to transition your baby better. Yes. Regulate temperature, all of it. So it's not just that golden hour you get your baby and then everyone else gets to hold your baby. I think it's days. Yeah, I like I like babies to stay within four feet of their mom for a long, long, long yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's... That's the nicest thing for your baby, right? Um, skin to skin with dad is great. Skin to skin with your other kids is really great, right? Because your baby knows them. You guys all live in a unit together. But they don't know all the different grandparents that you only see once a month or twice a year or all the cousins or all the, all the people that want to come over and help you, right? When they really just want to come over and hold the baby because brand new babies smell delicious. But, y'all, it's not really nice for your baby. No. And there's other ways they can bond. They can count their toes and touch their feet. And they can, you know, they can look at them while you're holding them. Right. They'll have later to hold them. Right? Let's we wait. don't hold babies. No. Give this baby, I think, a week or two to acclimate. Right? They've never... All the grandparents are like, two weeks! I know. <laughs> and I'm a grandparent, so I get it. Um, but that baby's never been hungry before. Has never had diapers, hasn't had to poop and pee it's before. It's hard to be born. Yeah, they've got all these sensations. They've never been weighted before. They've been floating around, having a party. They've never felt the weight of their own body before. I mean, there's a lot of changes going on that, so it's a lot of expectations to have this baby then be with all these other people that want to hold them. I agree. Anyways, 
That's my rant. And one more etiquette about after baby's born. Don't be posting on Facebook and tell the people. Like, that's a whole new social yeah. media thing we have to consider. Wait until the parents say we're posting. Oh, look at all these people Yeah, talking. look what Hannah just said. Do not post birthing mama's updates on social media without her telling you yes. beforehand. She's yes, Yes. I even encourage you guys, don't even tell anyone you're in labor. Right? Just whoever's going to be at your birth, they all need to know. And then they all know the rules. So you don't have people going, how's it? Do you have the baby yet? What's going on? Well, then that encourages people that are in your birth space to be on their phone instead of focusing on you. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Good job, Hannah. Good point. I don't know if you guys have anything you want to add to that, but I think we covered it. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you think? And then everything we just said, it could all be thrown out the window because be flexible. Right. Whatever you want for your space. Mm-hmm. So if you want to chatter, people having a party while you're working, you do that. Game on. Whatever you want. You get to have it. Just know what you want. Think about what you want. Yeah, fantasize about it. I always tell people that. Fantasize about your birth from start to finish. What's it yep. look like? Exactly. All right. All right. See you next Monday. Bye. Y'all have a great week.